Welcome to Quick Bites by Mind Over Food. I'm Andy Friedman, and today our very special guest is Pratiba Shah, doctor of Ayurveda at My Ayurved. Pratiba Shah is an internationally renowned Ayurveda expert who has been intensely trained in traditional health sciences, such as Ayurveda and energy healing, as well as public health. Pratiba distills Eastern wisdom with an understanding of Western principles, a strong sense of compassion and empathy, intent listening skills, in-depth thorough assessment, and well-contemplated individualized master wellness plans are the hallmark of her 30 years of practice. Client-centered, compassionate care defines her best. Her pioneering initiatives in the field of Ayurveda have brought her to the attention at the White House, the Department of Health and Human Services, as well as the Consulate General of India in New York City. She's a prolific speaker and educator in the community. In addition to being an invited speaker in many local and international conferences, she has authored several papers and is the editor with the Ayurveda Journal on Health. She is senior faculty and domain expert at Kerala Ayurveda Academy, USA, and for Boston School of Ayurveda. She routinely delivers educational lectures at renowned institutions such as Mass College of Pharmacy and the American Holistic Nurses Association. With more than 30 years of clinical practice, she is one of the few holistic practitioners leading the effort of true integration, focused on client-centric wholesome care. She has been a trailblazer and an eminent ambassador of Ayurveda in the West, teaching, practicing, and promoting Ayurveda, while also working tirelessly on building bridges with mainstream medicine practitioners and institutes. Before moving to the U.S. in 2004, she was working as chief medical officer with the Central Government of India. Pratiba is the CEO of My Ayurved, as well as the founder and president of the Holistic Health Alliance and the founder and president of Council for Ayurveda Research. She is also the founding director of the AAAF in India. She currently practices in the greater Boston area, but has clientele throughout the U.S. and the world. Whoo, welcome Prativa. That is a very impressive resume, and I am so excited to speak with you today and to talk about what it is that you do, what it, what Ayurveda is, and uh, let's just start right off with uh, what is Ayurveda and how is it practiced? Absolutely. Thank you so much, Andy. Thank you for the lovely introduction, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to come on your lovely podcast. Thank you. I hope, uh, you know, this will be a very good opportunity for me to share a little understanding about what is Ayurveda, what does it bring to healthcare, um, some uh, overview about uh, the Ayurvedic science so that people can uh, get a little more awareness around it and also know that I'm here if they need to reach out and access this uh, 5,000 year old modality. Uh, so let me begin by giving a very uh, brief um, introduction to what Ayurveda is. So Ayurveda is one of the world's most ancient continuously practiced systems of medicine. And it has stood the test of time because we are still accessing it, utilizing it in the 21st century. And um, so what I like to say, it is an ancient health science that provides contemporary solutions even today. 
because a lot of things that have that have been mentioned in Ayurveda are being uh, validated today through research, like turmeric. You know, now people are beginning to hear about golden milk. So these are some of the terms that are now distilling to the layperson. You know, so that is a very good indication of Ayurveda beginning to come into the West slowly but surely. Now, Ayurveda is actually a Sanskrit term, and um, it is composed of two distinct Sanskrit words, Ayu and Veda. Ayu means life, Veda means signs of. So very simply stated, Ayurveda is the science of life itself. Everything that is related to life, all aspects of life, from birth, from conception, uh, till the time we pass away and everything in between. How do you do, you know, how do you navigate through life in a way that allows you to maximize your fullest potential and, and um, with ease. So disease is opposite of ease. So Ayurveda provides us with those resources, tools, guidelines, to navigate through life with complete ease. So, you know, in a nutshell, I would like to say Ayurveda is that user manual of the game of life that allows you to play this game successfully. Oh, I love that. That is, that's, that's really beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. So, you. you know, we, Unfortunately, I'm sure you could talk about this for hours and hours and I could sit and listen to this for hours. But but what do you feel like is, you know, in this short amount of time, um, what would you like to tell my listeners about Ayurveda or what what would you like to share right now with us? Uh, Lovely. Um, So I wanted to talk about five mantras for wholesome health. Um, and when you say the word mantra, basically we're talking about like five, uh, you know, bullet points or five takeaways or five uh, tips to live by where, uh, which can guide um, your whole life. You know, so it's, it's difficult to condense things into five bullets, but uh, <laughs> yes. here, here is my effort to do that. Um, it's, it's easy to put, remember something that is more condensed into uh, easily, rem- you know, something you can remember easily and something mm. you can relate to easily. Because once you relate uh, well with something, it's more likely to stay with you rather than if you can't relate with something. So I, instead of making it too complex and you know uh, difficult for people to understand what is this system about, I thought, let me distill it into five easy tips. That's great. That's perfect. <laughs> so the first tip that I would like to give is that Ayurveda is the mother of personalized medicine. So mm. Ayurveda says, know who you are. And then live your life, make your choices around that awareness. So what does that mean? So that means that when we bring in a gadget, when we buy a gadget or, uh, you know, some, you know, let's say we buy a cell phone. The first thing we try to look for is what is the model? 
So unless we know what is a model, if we just use it without understanding the model, it's whether it's a phone or a laptop or a blender or, uh, <laughs> you know, oven, whatever it is, the first thing we do is we pick up the user manual. So what are some of the things we see in the user manual? What can this model do? And also very importantly, what can this model not do? So if you have an Android and you're trying to make do FaceTime with it, obviously you will be frustrated. <laughs> so knowing who you are takes away the frustration, the unknown. It puts a lot of things in place. It allows you to know what are some of my strengths and what are some of my delicate areas. And that is such a smart way of going about life because now you're not... First of all, you're not harming yourself because you know your sensitivities. Secondly, you are not getting frustrated. Why is this happening to me? My sibling is doing the same thing. My friend is doing the same thing. But why am I responding differently? That's because you are a different model. And the third important thing of knowing about your model is, you know, what are some of the maintenance requirements? Mm. Because, because, you know, even with uh, electrical, electronic gadgets, we have some ma maintenance requirements, regular software updates and all of that. <laughs> I love it. And if we don't do that, bugs do come in. So we have to understand that on many levels, we are like a machine and we do need to know what, is, what are our maintenance requirements. So very... Ayurveda is very, very commonsensical, extremely commonsensical. And that's one of the beauties about Ayurveda. I love the thing. Well, first of all, right off the bat, you can see how Ayurveda is special because it's already, I mean, in Western culture, we say meeting the person where they're at or, you know, or not a cookie cutter approach, which unfortunately is Western medicine's kind of approach. The majority of people react this way or a group of people reacted this way. So we're going to apply that to everyone. And right off the yes. bat, we're saying, no, we need to know you. You need to know you. We need to know you. Exactly. And that is the beauty because, uh, you know, and, and so one thing you said, the cookie cutter approach, definitely that's one problem. And then on a societal level, we all are trying to be somebody else. Yeah. Most of the times. So that's another beauty that Ayurveda brings in that know who you are and be comfortable with it. That's, that's very, beautiful. very beautiful. Yes. Because it not only allows you to be restful with yourself, it also brings about less judgment about others. So not only just on the physical level, but also the mental level. And, you know, I'm going to take a one quick minute to give you an example, a story, Andy, sure. because I think uh, <laughs> this this point is so, uh, you know, potent, so, so uh, you know, profound that, you know, maybe giving an example would be really helpful. Sure. Uh, so I had this um, lady coming into one of my workshops a few years ago, and she was a certain body type, which we call the air ether body type, the thin, lean and she had a husband who was fire body type. So anyway, so she attends first workshop. She comes back into the another uh, to the second one. And then I ask, um, you know, I was asking some questions. Anybody has anything to share? And she raises her hand and she says, uh, Dr. Shah, attending your workshop has improved my marital relationship. I said, wow, that was uh, unintended, but please do share how. And she said, I'm air ether body type and he's fired. And when you talked about body typing, which is, you know, personalization, basically, 
um, she said it was like a light bulb in my head. Oh my God, what am I doing? I'm always provoking his fire or whenever his fire is high, I unintentionally end up intensifying that fire. So now whenever he's having his fire moment, I just go into another room and I'm less judgmental about him. You know, I'm not thinking, why is he angry? Why is he nasty? I'm now beginning to be softer uh, about that because I feel that's his temperament and that's his uh, inherent uh, uh, dominance of element that is uh, showing. So I will at least not provoke it. I'll definitely point out, but not at that time. So that was lovely to note. And, you know, it can, just this understanding of elements of who am I, who is the other person is profound on many levels, not just knowing just about yourself, but also how you uh, assimilate with your family, with your friends, at your work. So really, really profound. So that's the first one I want to say that really know who you are. And Ayurveda has a, a fantastic template to help understand that. Yeah, it sounds like not only in your physical health, but in your relationship, the health of your relationships, right? So yes. it bleeds into all these different areas. How wonderful. So yeah. uh, now now my interest is peaked and uh, what's next? <laughs> so the second one is, so while the first bullet is of course focused on self and there are other bullets coming up about self, but the second bullet that, or the second tip that I wanted to share about a mantra is that we should also, again, based on common sense, understand that we do best when we live in harmony with the cycles of nature, because we have forgotten that, you know, because of the way the food industry is right now, everything is available year round, we have forgotten there are seasonal vegetables, there are seasonal practices, all of those things, even the circadian rhythm is kind of, I mean, only in 2017, when there was a Nobel prize that was given in physiology for the, the molecular phenomenon of uh, the circadian rhythm impact on our health. Then the circadian rhythm has kind of come a little bit into the limelight, but before that, I think, uh, for a long time, we have again disconnected. You know, we are, we are a very disconnected species, you know, un unfortunately. And being disconnected and discontented has led to more disease, you know? Yeah. So uh, living in harmony with nature in, in every which way on a daily basis, you know, rise with the sun. When the sun is at the peak, have your biggest meal of the day. Uh, retire with the sun as the sun retires, you should retire. The, that way, our uh, molecular makeup does best. After all, we are a set of chemicals, we are a set of molecules, etc. You know, it boils down to that. So that molecular concoction does best. It kind, it's kind of wired innately, just like the animal world. We are part of the animal kingdom. And most of the animals and birds, except of course the nocturnal ones, you know, they follow the cycle of the sun on a daily basis. And then also on a seasonal basis, you know, we are so disconnected that a large population will continue to have smoothies in the dead of winter. And that's very counterintuitive. 
So living in consonance with the rhythm of nature is my second mantra for health. So are you talking about, I mean, you, okay, you said smoothies and of course I have smoothies in winter. So Sorry. I stopped doing that. No, 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 it's good. I don't need to, I don't need to. Are you saying because they're cold and you shouldn't have cold things in the winter? Yes, if you see traditionally, ethnically also in the different parts of the world, the foods change. For example, even in the West, you will never take out apple cider in summer. People know apple cider, eggnogs. They, you know, they, they come up in winter because they are warming. Mm. And that's what you should be thinking about. Warming foods, soups, stews, broths, you know, warming. It makes sense. It makes perfect sense, of course. And we do. I mean, I can, I even naturally feel like I want to make soup and I want to be warm and cozy and I want to make soup and I want to make chili or something like that. And in the wintertime, but I do kind of, I'm in a routine where I make a smoothie like every morning and you're, you're right. I don't need to do that. I can have something warm. I could have a, I mean, I know oh, the me. Japanese, like a, you know, they have soup for breakfast and why not? I mean, even an omelet. You know, there yeah, are so many right. warm options. Oat yeah. meat. Yeah. You know, so many, what, what do you make? Uh, pancakes. There's so yeah. many good options and healthy pancakes, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that those are some of the, again, very back to the basics kind of conversation that, you know, Perfect. if you follow the the harmony, you will remain in harmony and equilibrium. You know, it's, it's again, very, very go back to basic wisdom. You know, what is intuitive, what is inherent and what you can observe on a very clear basis. It's mm -hmm. cold. You need to be warm. It's hot. You need to be cooler, you know, so that yeah. you, you, when your combination is in the middle, cold plus cold makes you even colder. So your no, digestive no. system also... <laughs> Especially you know, living here in New England, no, no more no. colder. So I, I mean, that's just so simple and beautiful and, and yet so important and we don't do it. We're ignoring it. So thank you for that. All right. So the third one that I want to bring up is be acutely, painfully respond, you know, responsible and committed to protecting and promoting the health of our planet. That's something I really want to bring up, although that may not seem directly related to the individual's health, but you know, the times we are living in, there are pharmaceuticals in our water and there's no filter in the 21st century to filter it. Maybe in, in a decade or so we may have one, but you know, we have poisoned our soil, we have poisoned our water, we have poisoned our air. So if we remain completely disconnected with the fact that uh, what we are putting out there is going to come back to bite us and our future generation. If we do not take notice of that now, you know, we are looking at catastrophes coming yeah. our way. And um, again, it's a very short-sighted way of living and we should change that. We should encourage local uh, sustainable practices, eco-friendly uh, practices. I am a big believer of recycle, reuse, um, etc. So I did want to put that mantra also in the five mantras that we we have 
removed ourselves from um, any responsibility to our environment. And again, it's a very short-sighted approach. Like, you know, my day is good. My year is good. My immediate things are very comfortable. And I have all the comforts and, you know, materials and etc. But in the long run, you know, all of the chemicals we are generating, all of the um, non-degradable material that we are producing, we have to stop at some time and start reflecting, where is that all going to go? It's going to come back into the soil, into the water, into the air, and then there will be no escape from it, you know? So we have to wake up. And I continue to want to give that message 100,000 times as long as I'm alive, even through my nonprofits, I continue to try to say that in your own way, whatever you can do, composting, recycling, uh, not bringing in non-degradable materials, not, you know, I don't do any of the birthday things like pinatas or, you know, right. everything right from there, balloons and, you know, these kind of things, they, they never degrade. So make something real, don't try to bring all the glitters and all, which will always right. remain, oh. never perish. Horrible, so horrible, yeah. Get real, get real, you know. Yeah, that's, get real. My God, that's that's I something have, that's where I'm very passionate about. I, I couldn't agree with you more 100%. And when a healthcare practitioner is talking to you about it, you know that it's it's impacting our health negatively. And then also to to become aware, and I don't know if my listeners were aware of this, that we are ingesting pharmaceuticals that are not intended for us because they are now in the water and the fish are eating it and we're eating it and microplastics as well. So, I mean, I think it's such an incredibly important point. And I'm so glad you brought that up because really it's not, it's not a subject that's been coming up and yet it's probably one of the most impactful things on our health right now right. as a society right. for sure yeah i totally agree i mean this this alone can be like a day-long webinar or something you know yeah doing maybe well there you go you heard it here first <laughs> mind over foodies so i think uh, i think she's on to something uh yeah all right so then the next point andy that mm. of course is very important is our mental emotional social well-being so I think in that direction, uh, again, I want to bring up that we have to, so first thing I want to say in that mantra is that we have to find time to do nothing. Mm. Unfortunately, nobody has nothing on their calendar anymore. You get my point? Like, uh, unless you have space, empty space in your life, you will not be able to connect with what your body is telling you, with what your mind is telling you. So I had done a TEDx talk for Lexington High School sometime back. And I started with, uh, you know, when was the last time you did nothing? And all the, I could see the students actually sitting up in their seat because nobody asked them to do nothing. Every time parents, teachers are asking them to do something. So everybody's calendar, especially the youngsters, you know, I feel so worried that, you know, their, their calendars, either the parents are filling it completely with something or the other, 
It's crazy. You know, mm. I mean, children are developing so much stress these days and stress related mm. health issues. But that's the fourth mantra I wanted to bring in that for yourself and for your loved ones, especially the young ones, yeah. let them have nothing time. Make sure to schedule nothing after you listen to this podcast. I would really, really implore and you will see the wonders of that because when you have nothing, on your calendar and you're doing nothing, that is the time you might be able to hear everything that your body and mind have been trying to tell you because they do talk to you. You are just not able to listen because you're just looking outward. So um, simple things like increasing introspection, reducing expectation will take you to a much better place. So again, mental, social, emotional well-being extremely important because we come naked, we go naked. Nothing is going to go with us. So don't just run blindly in life. Self-care, self-care, every which way, I would say. Very, mm. very important. That's so true. And you probably blew those kids' mind because you're right. Even I'm, I'm uh, guilty of this too. I'm always telling my kids to do this or do that. I don't know anyone who schedules nothing, do nothing, don't have anything scheduled. And I would even say to my listeners out there, that doesn't take any special gadget, as you put it, it doesn't take any money, it doesn't take anything. So just give it a try. And if you do, let us know, you know, make a comment on this podcast and let us know how it went, because I, I I'm just blown away here and I'm going to do that too. Yeah. Awesome. Because really stress is one of the biggest killers of the 21st century mm. and everybody's overwhelmed. Everybody's stressed. Um, and that really burns the neurons yeah, and, and cells, mm. you know? So basically then, then sets in the fatigue and, and the brain fog and those kind of things, you know? So uh, I would say it's, it's really, really important to schedule that nothing time and be easy around life. We, we, we do, there's no mad rush to get anywhere. It's all right, you know? Just make sure you remain whole. That's, that should be top of the list always, that you're whole in every which way, mentally, spiritually, physically, physiologically, etc. And so the last one that brings us to spiritual well-being. Mm. And um, I always love to say, um, give away something periodically. Something. And that something need not be money always. So there's no need to think, I don't have money. What can I give? Um, you could give away something you own, uh, money, material. But also you could give away your time you know, mm. if nothing else. So you could tutor somebody, you could speak with an elderly that is lonely in a senior home through a nonprofit that does that. Mm. Uh, you could speak to a child or, uh, you know, this brother, um, I think uh, there is there's a, there are several organizations that facilitate. Um, Do you mean yeah. big brother? Big, big brother, big brothers. Yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, 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 yeah. yes. So um, I feel that's very important because you may think you're giving away something, but actually you, you enrich yourself. You are enriching yourself by giving something because that's how we are wired. The more we give, the more we expand 
um, in our consciousness, in our spirituality, etc. So it's really beautiful. It should be experienced because it um, heals us, it enriches us, it grounds us on so many levels to just give away something. And that should be done periodically as well because that really, um, I think, uh, harmonizes so many at, at so many subtle levels that that we do not even know exist in our in our being. You know, so many subtle aspects of our entity, and uh, it's very beautiful. So again, that that's another fifth mantra, Andy. That is really beautiful, and what a, and what a beautiful one to to end on because. It's definitely, a, this has been a different kind of podcast than, I, than I've had and very unique and very interesting and very simple without any judgment or without really anything to do, Yes, <laughs> which is like, oh God, we need another thing on our list. No. And, and this is a list where we don't have to do anything else, more or less just be. Just be exactly yeah yes because you know the world is becoming more of a doer like you know people come and tell me in my clients clients you know yeah I'm doing meditation and I try to <laughs> gently disconnect them with that notion that meditation is one one thing where you just have to be so mm -hmm. let's inculcate that the art of mm -hmm. being rather than the art of doing. And there are now scientific studies uh, that d demonstrate that children who are brought up differently uh, without really giving them all of the, you know, as soon as a child is born, we buy shapes and colors and we start bombarding them. Right. And there are really interesting studies where when these, you know, this conditioning of the mind was not done, their mind, their IQ, their, you know, their out of the box thinking was just mind blowing. So, you know, um, my son is pursuing a PhD in physics and he always tells me uh, interesting trivia about the universe. And recently we were talking and he told me, mom, did you know 96% of the universe is unknown, the dark matter and all of those things. And only 4% is known. And, you know, in Ayurveda, we always say we are a microcosm of the universe. And I would like to extrapolate that to us, that we probably know only 4% of who we are, what we are capable of. We keep getting glimpses from, you know, people who have, uh, you know, some different cap capabilities, paranormal right. or what, whatever you may call. Yeah. But... Um, there is such a large area that is unexplored of what we are capable of. So we have got more and more boxed into only our physical self. We have not explored our spiritual self, our mental capabilities. Mm. So, uh, you know, there, there's much more beyond uh, what we are focused on currently. That That's so true. And that's so exciting because... It, it means that, I mean, we think we're so advanced, right? We think we're so um, superior to all the times before us. And one thing, what I love that you do is that you bring that wisdom of the ages into the modern context, right? But it's so 
exciting and it shouldn't be scary that there's so much more to learn and there's so much more to experience. This has really been a wonderful Pratiba, really enlightening. Um, I wanna learn more. So if my listeners would like to learn more, if they'd like to get in touch with you, how can they get in touch with you? Um, I have a website that's kind of brand new, myayurved.org. And my email ID is pratipa at myayurved.org. And And I just want to say that we'll put that in the description. And so people can just click the link if they want to. Oh, thank you. And then the two nonprofits also, they have websites and uh, people can definitely visit and see if they want to volunteer or get associated with any of them. Are you doing um, any workshops or talks right now, maybe via Zoom or or YouTube? Is there YouTube videos that they could watch if they want to? They are slowly coming up. Uh, I do have a YouTube channel. I have a Facebook page by the same name, My Ayurveda. Okay. And uh, um, I will be announcing workshops, workshops for 2021 very soon Uh, we're just wrapping up so yeah yet to populate but uh, they are coming up definitely oh great well you know mind over foodies check it out check out pratiba she's wonderful she's just shining light i i'm i'm looking at her right now and it's just so lovely to meet you and thank you so much for coming on my little podcast and talking to me um, about all the wonderful things you do and giving us all these wonderful mantras to to live by thank you so much andy it was a pleasure Hope you enjoyed this interview with my special guest Pratiba Shah from My Ayurved. Please visit my webpage at mindoverfood.com if you'd like to listen to more of these quick bite podcasts. If you'd like to learn more about Mind Over Food or are interested in one of my free 15-minute consultations, please visit my website or email me at andy at mindoverfood.com. You can also contact me on Facebook at facebook.com slash mindoverfoodtraining. And I'm also on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Thanks for listening to Quick Bites by Mind Over Food. I'm Andy Friedman. Keep an ear out for more Quick Bites coming soon.